0: Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me for the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and I'm so glad that you're here. So I have something special this week on the podcast. I have my husband, Colton. Hello. Hello, honey. We just <laughs> celebrated our 12th year wedding anniversary yesterday on May 7th. woo I think we're going to make it, honey. I think we're <laughs> going to make it. But in honor of 12 years, I thought it would be fun to do 12 questions relating to marriage Mm. marriage is fun
1: yes marriage can be
0: challenging
1: yes it's all of the above
0: it brings out the best and worst in (laughs) in each other Mm -hmm. and i think i have manifested more since being married than i ever did before if i'm being completely honest
1: i would probably have to say same for me but i
0: feel like Marriage is one of those beautiful tools where you grow in a different way. Many years ago, I was listening to a teaching that Kirk Cameron and his wife were doing, and they had said the phrase that marriage is not meant to make you happier, but meant to make you holier. Mm. And I hated that. I hated hearing that because I was like, well, I want to be happy though. (laughs) My husband's (laughs) supposed to be the one to make me happy. And then whenever we really started walking with the Lord, individually and as a family, I feel like that changed and I saw the actual aspects and design of how God created marriage.
1: Yeah. I mean, Ed Cole and in his book, Maximize Manhood said that marriage is the closest thing to a heaven or hell.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. For the sake of time and since there's 12 questions and we are both long-winded people.
1: It's like the 12 days of Christmas. (laughs) Should we sing this? No. <laughs> you can sing well. I the first year of marriage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My true love came to me. Yeah, that'd be terrible. So the first question is, how did we meet?
1: <laughs> this is always a funny story. Um,
0: <laughs> you know that like meme that went around years ago of, um, if you had to marry your spouse where you met, where would it be?
1: Oh, that's oh
0: my gosh! All I thought is ours would have been so ghetto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we met in kind of in a obscure way, I guess we met because my brother was dating Morgan or they were going on a date, and no no, 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 no no, or had no,
0: uh-uh, that's not at all how it went down. I was just- I was just hanging out with Lisa.
1: Oh, well,
0: your brother and I never actually like dated. Oh, Shout out to Q for me. Like, you should thank me because I'm like putting this rumor to bay. <laughs> Our friends tried to set us up, but oh, it was I thought just- you actually
1: went on a date. <laughs> no. All these years, I've thought that you actually went on a date with him. They're like, well, that was weird, but
0: no i mean all we ever did was watch a movie together like that was it so legit we just met because i like walked into the basement of your old house to hang out with friends yeah (laughs) and i was downloading music on limewire i think whenever i met you
1: yeah yeah back when limewire was a thing (laughs) i do remember though like i walked in because everybody was hanging out in my brother's room and i walked in to ask something of somebody and you were sitting at the computer and i just like whoa who's that (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that but was. But that was funny. kind of
1: a wasn't out loud. Whoa, who's that? That's like turn to somebody and whisper, like, "What
0: are you doing here?" Just to note, we are recording this from our patio because we do have two boys and they are crazy loud. But mm. apparently, the birds out around our house are very loud. So if you can hear that in the background, just view it as ambiance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're very chipper.
0: They are. So, yeah, I came over to your house with some friends just to hang out and meet yeah. mute, meet someone else's mutual friends, basically. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's what we did back in the day. We went to people's houses, hung out, and burned CDs because we were scared to burn them in our own homes.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody was at our house all the time.
0: Y'all's house was the spot, though.
1: I know. Like, the door would... was always unlocked. Well, the back door was always unlocked. And if somebody came to the front door and knocked... Everybody stopped and was like, "What? who's got, here? It was
0: something bad if that happened.
1: Because <laughs> nobody used the front door.
0: Y'all would do like theme nights too at your house. I remember yeah. like a luau and a fiesta and all that stuff. I mean, we
1: had a whole game. Basically, the whole basement was a couple of bedrooms and then a big game room.
0: Yes. Yeah. With like a ping pong table and like a glass chess board. Yeah. So we I like,
1: would, yeah, we first started hanging out just like as friends and... Really, it was just kind of a proximity thing.
0: It was almost always, though, I'd come over to hang out with... I'd come over with another friend to hang out with your brother's group. And then, for some reason, you and I would always end up watching friends together. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what it was. I just never really clicked with that group, but...
1: And I definitely didn't. Our
0: mutual friend did. <laughs> so, I mean, that's rural America. You just hang out with everybody. Yep. But we kind of really started to hang out more than any, anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And our
0: age difference always kind of... It wasn't weird to you, but it was weird to me.
1: Because we yeah. met
0: when I was, what, 14? 13. 13. And you were 18. Yeah. 18, almost 19 at the time, I think.
1: Yeah, I just graduated high school, and you were just going into your <laughs> freshman year high school.
0: High school. <laughs> so it was one of those like, I mean, it never felt weird or anything like that. And everything was always very innocent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We were just hanging out. And I think it was kind of cool because quickly you became one of my best friends, honestly, looking back.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of funny because then like it wasn't just maybe months after we met, then it was like, you started getting away with everything with your parents because <laughs> I would literally use Colton me. as like
0: a, an excuse <laughs> Colton growing up was literally and still probably one of the most loyal and honest people you would ever meet and when I was in high school and junior high I was not <laughs> I'm the reason my mom and dad both had both have gray hairs and my mom bless her heart she put up with so much but to get out of trouble I would always be like it's cool I'm with Colton
1: and she'd be like oh that's fine They'd Let you like, talk to him
0: that's okay <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, my poor parents. So yeah, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Super romantic.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: okay, question number two. When did you know that we would end up getting married? We didn't date for a really no. long time. We actually... Asked. I got
1: friend zoned pretty quick. Because
0: of the age. Like it weirded me out when I was young. Because I was yeah. like, I, I like, like hanging out with you. But it was weird then. It seemed like you were like so old.
1: <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know i guess um i i had kind of you know i had asked you out a few times you said yes once and then called me back like 30 (laughs) minutes later and said no (laughs) while i was out of town oh i'm sorry honey that kind of bummed me out oh i'd kind of i guess written it off then um i mean not to go down too much of a rabbit hole of another story but then the the last time that I really kind of like tried to pursue anything, um, you introduced me to your best friend who you later ended up engaged to <laughs> twice.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a whole other podcast episode. Oh,
1: that's yeah, that was because we both bad... were
0: engaged prior yeah. to actually dating.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, I'd kind of Ooh. written it off and everything, and then. You would come back and visit oh, yeah, California I, multiple times. And, during
0: this point, my folks had gotten divorced yeah. and my mom and I relocated from Beaver, Oklahoma to discovery Bay, California.
1: Yeah. And, and so, I was still in Oklahoma.
0: And so every single time I would come back home to visit my dad or my grandparents, I would always make the trip over to your family's jewelry store Yeah. to hang out with you yeah. or at least say hi. Yeah.
1: And I mean, then yeah. we had an event coming up one year. Um, this was
0: years 2010. later,
1: 2010. Yeah, so yeah. this would have been several years later, because uh, we met in 2003 and had stayed friends. Then, uh, yeah, in 2010 we had an event coming up, and uh, you were going to be potentially visiting, but um, so at wasn't this point sure, we but- had
0: open communication yeah. in terms of more of like a romantic aspect.
1: Yeah, and like- this was like right before Christmas in '09.
0: Yeah, because I had come back to visit for New Year's. That's what it was. I came back to visit for oh, New Year's, right. and we hung out. So it was and right after. Business. All of a sudden, I was like, "Colton's kind of got a good butt. <laughs> <was> like, he's <laughs> really cute." So at this point, I'd graduated high school, and so the thought of like dating somebody a couple of years older than me, yeah, kind of changed. Like all of a sudden, I was like, "Wait, he's not like super old." <laughs>
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so we had really started talking, kind yeah. of like. I guess like whenever you think of dating, you're like, we were talking, talking, we weren't just like chit chatting.
1: Yeah. So I asked her to be my date to this, this corporate event that we were having. And, um, so she flew out and kind of had the idea already. Like we're going to start dating. So wait, wait,
0: you have, we have to kind of backtrack here. We had literally at this point now, cause the event wasn't until March. And so we had been talking, talking since right before or since basically New Year's of that year. Really, we'd already had that foundation of friendship. So we were like, okay, like this is going somewhere.
1: Yeah, we already knew each other.
0: And mind you guys, like we didn't really have our faith yet. Like I had known the Lord and all that stuff and Colton had as well, but we weren't like living for God. So this next part before y'all judge (laughs) and think that it's like how we are now with our faith. Back then, that is not how it was.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I remember we had talked about, like, you had said something like, you're going to come visit and I'm not going to let you go back or something like yeah, that. Something and so that I legit packed all of my clothes. <laughs> I brought, like, I didn't even pack, like, anything else. I think I packed, like, two giant suitcases full of, like, one was all clothes and one was all shoes. We kind of both had talked about it, but we hadn't told anybody. Like, people knew that we were kind of dating, kind of dating. Like, they knew I was coming back to be his date. They knew something was up, but they didn't really know what. And they yeah. definitely didn't know that we had, like, somehow, like, planned to, like, move in together.
1: Yeah, because I was living in this little rent house. A in 700
0: town. square foot house.
1: Oh, it was so tiny. I
0: thought it was darling. It but, was. So, I guess at that point, whenever I was flying in was probably when I would say I knew we were going to get married.
1: I, I, think I knew mine that, is that I was, was pretty sure. Yeah, I... And I guess I was kind of the same, but I was a little bit cautious because like it it hadn't gone anywhere before. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to play this one pretty, pretty tight to the chest right now. And we'll, we'll see how (laughs) it holds." But after, after probably about, I think maybe, maybe a week or two after, after you'd come back out. um, And, then then it was like yeah that's what's gonna happen and then when we told everybody like hey we're dating everybody's like finally
0: so yeah that's how we both kind of found out we'd be getting married Mm -hmm. so number three we are not burning through these questions let's try what has been the most challenging time during our relationship
1: probably what like here's three through
0: I was gonna say three through, five.
1: three through five, yeah holy
0: crap y'all like I think manifest that,
1: nation I
0: think we hated each other for a hot minute we were like I love you but I do not like you right now
1: we had a lot of changes happening then though too we had a baby he, we were moving to a different state to a city we'd never even yeah. been to well we'd been to once and to London
0: visit. had um, when he was born he had a re- he has a rare metabolic condition but when they're babies it's extremely fatal. Yeah, if you don't manage it properly. And so it was a lot of a lot of stress. It
1: was a very high stress. Um, my parents had moved. So I was managing our store in Kansas. I was missing city
0: life. She was back missing to- the city life
1: big time, uh, not yeah. liking living in the country. Um, I was also on the fire department at the same time. And so between...
0: Oh, and a storm chaser in Tornado Alley. Oh, yeah. So let's just throw that that part out there.
1: Yeah, I was also a storm chaser with the National Weather Service.
0: Every opportunity to manifest stress, freak out was on the plate. Yeah. And if you know me in real life, you know that I might not present as the most patient person. (laughs) I'm extremely blunt and brash at times. And so... When that's not sanctified, it did not look great.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a lot of stressful moments, but
0: we, I remember on our wedding day though, our, um, our pastor at the time, shout out to pastor Jack, um, during the ceremony had said marriage is forever. And he actually had everybody in attendance promise to not let us call it quits when it gets hard yeah and to remind us that we had made a covenant unto God
1: yeah
0: and that was reminded to us maybe once or twice. Beyond <laughs> yeah. that, everyone else is like, yeah, call it, call it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they
1: weren't real loyal to the promise. No, but, our of them. <laughs>
0: but I will say this like, my dad was very, um, very helpful in reminding us yeah. of that.
1: Yeah. And
0: coming from a broken home, I knew I didn't want that for London. Yeah. Like, that was a big thing. Even on our wedding, the morning of our wedding, I think I texted you or called you and said, if you want out, this is your last opportunity.
1: (laughs) Which I don't think I actually got that text until after anyway.
0: Wow. Wow. (laughs) I would say that was our most challenging time. Oh, yeah. What has been the most rewarding time during our relationship? That's question number four.
1: Honestly, all of it, even the good, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot okay. of opportunity to learn. And then whenever we've had other people that we're in a relationship with go through events, you know, we can reference back to that mm-hmm. and say, hey, like we made it through. It wasn't pretty at times, but we did.
0: I think um, I've said multiple times to people. Um, there will be seasons where you love your spouse, but you don't like your spouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she I know- said that to a couple that uh, we know pretty well. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's never going to happen. Well, they we like, like each other all the time. They're we're like, like mm-hmm. no, that's not
0: biblical. And then I got a text like six months later saying, yep, there it is. <laughs> and the thing is, we're human. Yeah. A husband and a wife are still a man and a woman that have their own struggles, their own inner journey with the Lord, that means a lot of different things to heal from, a lot of things that come up, especially whenever you do start walking out a more sanctified life.
1: I mean, I got to think, you know, the very first marriage, Adam and Eve, they had to have some like, I don't like you right now moments, you know, whenever they kind of got kicked out of the garden.
0: I feel like there would have been a lot of finger pointing.
1: Yeah, that's that's your
0: fault. No, that's your fault. You were supposed to be my covering.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that there was some silent treatment happening for a little while after that. Yeah.
0: some passive aggressive apple eating.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I would probably say the most rewarding time during our relationship were the seasons after the hard ones. Yeah. And I know this might sound kind of cliche, but like, honestly, like now looking back, like you don't even realize you're out of the hard season until you're like well past it.
1: True. And when you
0: can look back on it and be like, you know what? Like we survived and lived to tell the tale yeah and what's crazy now is like we'll talk to other couples and like you were saying we have something to reference and to to teach and it feels like we're still newlyweds but yeah then i think about the fact that we never hang out with like the young marrieds crew and we haven't for years because i'm like i don't feel like a young married crew because now we're the old ones yeah for over a decade it's it feels like there's like an i mean you hit like that five-year mark and when we hit our five-year mark was when we really started to walk with the lord and i think saw a major change. And we renewed our vows at five years, but there's something about like that 10 year mark, the 15 year mark, the 20 year mark, all of a sudden you just are like, we're seasoned. (laughs) Like
1: we've seen things. (laughs) We've seen things, yes.
0: But I would say, yeah, that would probably be the most rewarding time to me is just those seasons when you realize you've come out of the hard ones. So number five, what is your favorite thing about your spouse?
1: I have to narrow it down to one.
0: Aw, brown nosing on the air. (laughs) Don't all allow one personality trait and one physical attribute, but keep it clean.
1: Okay. So-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Married twelve years, y'all like this. you know if you know.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'd have to say probably your not just your creativity, but also your ability to like tell stories for people. Like you've really found this niche of, you know. Being able to either take pictures or videos of people and tell stories that wouldn't have gotten told otherwise, and it sheds light on things that I think society needs to see, very positive things. Not a lot of other people are doing that, and so I do admire that.
0: So for those that be that do not know, um, I am a freelance videographer, and um,
1: mainly I do... And filmmaker.
0: Filmmaker. I can add that to my repertoire. Um, I do social media in a word. I'm not going to use that even if it is. I um, started out doing social media management and then had the opportunity to start dabbling in filmmaking and videography and have had the opportunity to tell some really incredible stories from everything with foster care to cancer patients. Yeah.
1: There's been some really tough
0: ones to literally like, People that I did videos on that, that ended up passing away within a few a, weeks, a few weeks. Yeah. so stuff's been really heavy with that I mean you've watched me literally edit and be in tears the whole time I'm editing
1: yeah
0: and then walk out and start crying on the patio with me and just it's been tough yeah. my favorite thing about you um, personality wise is the fact that you are very steadfast like no matter what happens no matter what we're going through or um what challenges that are in front of you you always still remain you have this like calm about you where i'm literally like freaking out like fire blazing everything else you're (laughs) over there like no, we're just gonna take a deep breath it's gonna be okay i always think you're kind of an (laughs) eternal optimist even if you don't think that but I just I think that's a huge thing about you because I've even said like you're the calm to my storm. Like some a friend years ago had told me that I was um a little bit of sunshine mixed with a whole lot of hurricane. <laughs> and so I think about you being the calm after the storm. And so there's just something that you bring to every every group, every conversation that you're a part of that I think really does that for whoever you're talking to. And then my favorite thing about you physically
1: I haven't even done that yet.
0: All right. Do you want to go first? No, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I was like, are we fighting for this? <laughs> um, I would probably say, probably your smile. I think that's a big one. Because when you smile, like your whole body smiles. Like, it's like, not just like a smirk or anything. Like-
1: well, that's three feet above where I thought you were
0: going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Holy cow, folks. We're going there. I did say on the first podcast that we were going to talk all things, all the things, including sex. So I'm sure that will come up. We're only on question number five.
1: (laughs) I would say with yours, it's it's, clean. There's a tie. It's got to be either eyes or lips.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I can't. Oh, that's sweet, though, honey. All right. Number six. How has our marriage changed over the years? We went from... Kids that got married to young adults that had a kid, yeah. To enemies, to friends again,
1: yeah. Back to enemies. Back for a to enemies while. for
0: a little <laughs> while. Oh yeah. my gosh, man, we did.
1: Yeah. Then we had a season of almost basically feeling like just roommates.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the roommate syndrome
1: is real, y'all. Yeah, that was that was honestly pretty rough too. And it wasn't it's not was not even intentional no and it you wasn't just slip into it there was so much stuff going on
0: we used to say yes
1: to everything we were getting pulled for, in all different directions all for good things is just too much of it and it ended yeah. up putting a lot of stress on each other you know we just didn't have time for each other yeah there's there's a lot of time still you know having having it almost teenager and then oh an my gosh. He's 10. Don't
0: even start adding that. No, I'm not ready.
1: He already acts like it.
0: He told me he was a man <laughs> on his 10th birthday because mom, I'm a man now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my Still goodness. can't
1: open his own water bottle. Y'all
0: yeah. no, his, his hand and eye coordination is just, it's not there.
1: What was the original question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How has our marriage changed over oh, the yeah. years?
1: It's. Yeah, it's there's been a bunch of different seasons and but I think everybody goes through them and maybe not in the same order or in the same fashion, but everybody's going to go through those different seasons and ours just some of them were a little more dramatic than others. Yeah, I mean,
0: I get it. I'm dramatic people. We are. I know you're wanting to say it. you. You are dramatic people. <laughs> <laughs> so number seven. Do we have a dream vacation we'd still like to take together?
1: Yes, the one we were supposed to take <laughs> two years ago. Three years ago.
0: Screw you, COVID.
1: <laughs> Y'all, our, our anniversary trip. Got, our 10-year. Yeah. We got, had
0: planned the most epic vacation. Yeah. We had paid for it. It was literally paid for. It
1: was paid for. And then... We were
0: going to fly back to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm rent a car and yeah. then stay a couple of days there we love amsterdam and then go over to luxembourg
1: stay our stay anniversary in, night in a castle in a
0: castle in
1: luxembourg city
0: in luxembourg and then we were going to drive over to france and do northern like the northern part of france. the northern part of france yeah. yes yeah. And And they've got a little town that has this really cool vintage book sale and this old courtyard. I will never forget it because I found that. And I remember being like, babe, we've got to go. And you're like, that does not sound fun.
1: Yeah. Buy all the books that you can't read.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, but there's just something about a vintage (laughs) book. And then one in French, like, you know, it'd be beautiful. I'd probably buy something. (laughs) Probably it bought something very offensive. (laughs) Not even known it. Yeah. I'd still love to take that vacation again. Maybe for our 15. All right. Number eight. What is the best piece of relationship advice you were given and by whom? Oh, I know mine, but I don't know if I want to call the person out. Did I say it? Do you know what I'm saying? What I'm thinking? No. The question that was presented to us that I think is some of the best relationship advice given. um, I think I do know. Is do you ever communicate how often you expect to have sex as a couple?
1: That is not what I (laughs) said.
0: Because, um, I'll just say it was our pastor at the time and it was something that was just presented. And I think it was just to you and you brought it up to me. You had mentioned it in conversation and that really stuck with me because I mean, you talk about communication, you talk about money, you talk about sex whenever you're doing premarital counseling, but you never really consider the question, how often do you expect to be having sex? And I think that question needs to come up every so often as seasons change. Intimacy is such a critical role in marriage. And so kind of having those discussions of like, how often would you prefer it? How, I mean, if you have one who's like every single night and the other one's over here expecting like once a week, someone's going to end up feeling used and the other one is going to feel extremely ignored. Yeah. And I think that I has I doing
1: it every night, but man, God, that's an endurance.
0: Power to you. That has got to be. Power to you both. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm exhausted. But I think that one's huge because as seasons change, that question needs to come up again because, I mean, the needs are going to change and things like that.
1: Well, and even the circumstances that allow for it.
0: Change. Yeah, like, I mean, think about, like, the people that might be going through health issues and things like that. Yeah. And then also realizing, I think that question kind of leans into um, the fact that some seasons might not allow you to do what the other is expecting Mm -hmm. or even desiring. Yeah. And so I guess that's where you get a little bit more creative. I don't know. Um, But I would say that's the best piece of relationship advice that we've been given
1: Um, that I've clung on to. The one that I guess stands out to me and the one that I thought you were going to say was.
0: (laughs) I know you're like, (laughs) whoa, honey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was um, ask yourself, is it really going to matter tomorrow? Like whenever you're having an an art. Yeah, you're in an argument. It's about something petty. It's like, is it really worth like, getting so upset and at each other's throats about something when it's not even going to matter tomorrow?
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: I oh. couldn't tell you who asked that.
0: <laughs> Number nine, what's the best way to make up after a fight?
1: Everybody goes to make up sex. I don't know that we've ever actually done that.
0: Dude, it would be so passive aggressive. I don't even know if it would be enjoyable for either
1: of us. Be like, "Are you enjoying yourself?"
0: (laughs) Done? You done yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're both
0: pretty, pretty petty. Whenever we get upset, I'm just gonna be completely honest. Like, neither one of us really know. We don't even. I'm one of those. I'm not. Physical touch is not at the top of my love languages, and it is mine. (laughs) It's like almost non-existent on the test for me. And so I think a big one for me on like how to make up after a fight is to just come up and hug you. I'm not good at being like, I was wrong. You were right. I'm always just like, I'm so sorry. We fought. (laughs) It's getting better.
1: It is. But I
0: feel like that. But the fights
1: are getting fewer too.
0: They are. I think it's one of those things like we've gone through some really ugly life circumstances and our, we've seen a lot of really hard things happen to our family and our friends that we realize just how trivial some of the things that pop up are.
1: That, and honestly, we're in that season too where we're just so tired. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) I don't know.
0: You have a 10-year-old and a 10-month-old, y'all. They're both extroverts,
1: too. All I think, the first thing that comes to mind, and I know a lot of you probably aren't going to get this reference, but if y'all have seen that show Angry Beavers from back in the 90s on Nickelodeon, then an episode where it's called Up All Night, and they've been like, go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden, like, it's probably, I don't know, two or three in the morning, but they unplugged their clocks. They didn't know what time it was. And they're, like, still wanting to do something. So they start a pillow fight, but it's the laziest pillow fight ever. They're like, pillow fight. And <laughs> can barely swing it over their head. Oh, man. And they don't even hit each other. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we're, we're just done. Like, no.
0: But yay, we don't fight as much as we used to. <laughs> All right. Number 10, what boundaries should couples set for their marriage?
1: One that we've set that I think a lot of people need, especially now, is set like financial boundaries for just non-essential purchases.
0: Like we're really good about like if there's something small that we see out and about, we'll go ahead and do that. But if it's something over like a certain amount and we don't really have a set amount.
1: We did for a while, but, but inflation kind of... Oh my that. gosh,
0: everything is out of budget, it seems, anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we had said it at, like, mm-hmm. if it's $50 or less... It's fine. And it's something you're going to use, go for it. If it's mm-hmm. over that, then we need to talk about it. Ministering to people that uh, are going through stuff or have gone through stuff, it seems like the financial thing oh, comes up goodness. a lot. Yes. Um, I know a that lot was of, a
0: factor in my parents' Yeah. App divorce there was many other factors but i know that the financial burden of not communicating and then like hiding purchases from one another
1: that one's been a bad one okay but i
0: will have to say this you guys like i am notorious pre-covid for booking international trips and Uh then telling him when he came home Uh like he came home for lunch break one day and i was like hey so i did a thing (laughs) so now that's romania that's like his least favorite thing to hear me say
1: yeah, I, but, I'm not a, I'm not much of a spontaneous person.
0: And then you got me over here. I'm like, tomorrow, let's do something. To, like, right now, let's pack our bags and just let's go on a flight.
1: Yeah, I like, I come <laughs> come home, open the door. She's got bags ready. we got to get to the plane right now. I'm like, wait, what? What's <laughs> like, happening? I've already
0: talked to your parents. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you guys, like, I don't know. I just started doing that years ago. And although you enjoy the trips... I think that's the only time I can admit that I do big purchases. I haven't in a long time, but no. I have done big purchases yeah. without telling you. And many of the times it was because of um, one of my clients either um, allowing me to book another job that had a bigger yeah. price tag that wasn't going to factor into the budget that was already existing. So yeah. it was one of those where I'm like, let's just, let's treat ourselves.
1: But I would say definitely the financial boundaries and understanding and knowing where you're at and what you have leeway mm-hmm. without needing to have a discussion because um i would say probably i would say probably th- at least three out of the last five guys that i've helped kind of counsel through some stuff it was their main issues were were financial struggles with their spouse mm-hmm. yeah and it was one or the other usually wasn't both but it was in one case it was, but in most cases it's been one or the other was just blowing through money yeah, and uncontrollably and not really wanting to take any responsibility
0: and for credit it. credit cards and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: And so then it just put this major strain on their marriage that could have easily been avoided.
0: I would say a boundary that we've set for our marriage is to not communicate with members of the opposite sex without the other knowing. I mean, aside from like really close family friends and like surprise parties and stuff like that, I'm, I know that Colton's not going around texting random women or having conversations (laughs) in the shadows at church with women. And it's one of those, like, we don't do that because of distrust, but it's more so in form of um, honoring the fact that like, no, like if I'm going to talk to a a man, it's going to be my husband. Yeah. And I think that's been a huge boundary because oftentimes I feel like whenever a spouse is talking to someone of the opposite sex, rumors get started.
1: Yeah. Speculations happen
0: and it just, it can be dangerous territory, territory to walk into.
1: Yeah. We kind of know, we've kind of understood early on and we, we know now like, you know, who it is that we talk to and text and call frequently. And it's like, it's not a big deal. And neither of us can keep a secret
0: anyways. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But I feel like that's just a really solid one to have. Like I don't even follow many many guys on social media other than like a few people that we go to church with.
1: I don't follow anybody on (laughs) social (laughs) media.
0: But I think that's a big thing because, um, yeah, that just kind of bleeds into question 11. So I'll save that. What role should friends, extended family, and community have in your marriage?
1: Um I think the only role that they should have is support.
0: Yes. I do think that support sometimes comes in the form of um calling you out whenever things whenever you're not doing things as you should be. Yes, but I think constructive criticism. criticisms, but when you have so many people offering their opinions, it just warps Everything.
1: Yeah. You don't need a bunch of hands in the cookie jar because then all you get is crumbs.
0: There's only two people in a marriage and the Lord. Like the Lord didn't make Adam, Eve, Barbara, Brenda, Chad, Clay, like all these other people to be in one relationship. I don't know why those (laughs) names came up, but they did.
1: (laughs) But Chad always gotta be ruining things. I mean,
0: it's one of those I think I'm gonna touch on um community. What role should community have in your marriage? Because a lot of times nowadays our community is our friends online. And mm. things that we see in that whole like window into someone else's household, I think can be so dangerous because it causes you to compare. Like if you see someone oh, comparison's else, comparison's
1: terrible. If you
0: see like a couple where they're like, Oh my gosh, my husband just bought me a new car for Christmas. And then you open up your Christmas gift and it's not the, the same caliber or something like,
1: it's not I'm, shiny new key.
0: I'm not even saying like we've even gone through something like that, but it's so easy to even like, see a husband give a shout out to their wife on social media and be like, well, why doesn't my husband do that? I mean, you do like, and you post super flattering photos as well. (laughs) I think that's a big aspect of really monitoring and setting up boundaries with who you allow to speak into the life of your marriage.
1: Well, I I mean, just into your life in general, just, Mm -hmm. you really need to set those boundaries with people and, and they need to yeah. be aware of what that boundary is, too, so that like they're not the, getting offended yeah. by you not taking their advice and be like, well, dude, I, you're not. It's you're like not defining the that,
0: relationship with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, how much do you expect me to speak into this? Yeah. Um, but another big aspect to to sharing too much of your marriage with other people is, like, I don't even, I used to be really bad about this. Um, but it took years for me to really realize the the damage it could do when you like when you call after a fight and you're venting quote unquote to your parents or you're mm. venting to close friends. You don't even realize unintentionally you're changing their opinion of your spouse. Yeah, and they're starting to see your spouse through a different perspective based on. But
1: then they start picking sides. Yeah,
0: your own warped feelings yeah. in the moment of being heated in a. Argument or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: so instead of being supportive, then they're like, oh
0: my gosh, yeah, he is a jerk. You are so justified. (laughs) Pack your bags. Come over here. Like, no.
1: That's wrong kind of support. That's
0: not the kind of support you need. All right. And then number 12, the final question. This has gone on triply as long as I planned. What piece of advice would you give to your just married self?
1: Just die now.
0: Just die now. Just die now.
1: Um, favorite saying at our church, just die now. I'd say
0: mine would probably be what seems like a big deal is not that big of a deal. Yeah. Every little thing when you first get married feels like the end of the world. The first argument after you've gotten married, you're like, oh my gosh, I have made a critical mistake. This is not the person I was supposed to marry. (laughs) What was I thinking? Is it too late to back out? it's just and most of the stuff is spurred by something so stupid yeah. and silly
1: it's that ask yourself is it gonna matter in 24 hours
0: yes and then it comes back to the marriage isn't meant to make you happier it's meant to make you holier
1: yeah which like, is the whole just, just, just die now. now like die to yourself die, like die to the fleshy impulses that yeah that want to pick that fight and and or be, be so right
0: self-focused yeah especially like it's marriage, that whole just die. Now you don't have that mindset when you're more concerned about what are you going to get out of it? Like I find our marriage seems to thrive more whenever I focus more on serving you. And when I say serving, I don't mean like rubbing your feet at the end of the day with the fire going and
1: wait, when did we get a fire? I know
0: (laughs) you watching sports and reading the paper, like in the fifties, but in placing you first in our home because the kids are going to go and live their own lives eventually. And yeah. I do not want it to be that circumstance where both of them are out of the house. And I'm like, who is this dude that I'm living with? Oh yeah. Like I think just die now helps to keep that focus off of yourself and on your spouse because I think that's huge. Yep. All right. And is there anything else you would like to add about marriage and the fun things that come with it?
1: Mm, that wasn't one of the questions it's not
0: i figured i would throw it in as a bonus
1: (laughs) bonus question (laughs) um oh
0: bonus question i had seen this one online we have to do this oh if you could name any tv show or movie to compare your marriage to what would it be and why (laughs) fool i know right i heard that i read that one and i was like there is no way With how many movies we watch.
1: The first one that comes to mind is How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Lily and Marshall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've we've had multiple people. (laughs) We've had multiple people tell us that we're Lily and Marshall.
0: Lily and Marshall. Well, I guess that's all 12 questions. It is. And a bonus. And a bonus.
1: You guys are so lucky.
0: Do you want to do the honors of praying for everybody before we depart? Sure. I do it all the time. So.
1: Oh. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to tell her a little bit about our story. And Lord, I just hope that this impacts some of those that listen, that they draw something from it or that it um, would speak into their marriage and that they would see that, you know, a lot of the things that seem like big deals aren't. Yes, Lord. And Lord, that it would just help each, the, each person that listens to this draw near to their spouse or their future spouse. And Lord, that some of the wisdom that you've imparted to us along the way and through our marriage, Lord, that it would be passed on and uh, that they would not have to experience some of the hardships and stuff that we've gone through because mm-hmm. they've learned how to deal with it from those that have experienced before them. And Father, we just thank you that you've seen us through 12 years. And Lord, even though we haven't seeked your face that entire time, uh, God, you were with us every step of the way. You've strengthened us. You've grown us. You've grown our family. And Lord, you've just been so faithful. We thank you for that. And God, I just ask that you would bless each and every person that listens to this podcast, whether it's this episode or ones to come or ones previously done, Lord, that your spirit would just radiate through the waves that uh, they would hear your voice in what what was spoken Mm -hmm. and father we just thank you thank you again for the opportunity to do this to share our life with those that are listening and uh, lord just just bless them mightily we thank you and we bless you lord in jesus name Amen.
0: amen all right guys thank you so much for listening to the bloom wildly live simply podcast I have never invited you guys to join me over my socials, so I really hang out over on IG. So you can follow me at, at @morganbartel, and Colton posts so frequently. Mm. But you do have multiple Instagram accounts. So I where do. would you like
1: people to follow you? Wherever they want. I don't know.
0: Colton has his professional bowling feed or account, if you will. It is at coltonbartel.pba. So if you want to follow along that journey, that's where you can find all of his fun bowling content. And if you are obsessed with watches or anything like that, that might be jewelry related, you can follow at Colton Bartel. Yep. So yes, there you guys go. This podcast is forever long. So I apologize. And thank you to everyone who listened <laughs> to the entire thing. And thank you, babe, for joining me.
1: Oh, I love you. Love you. <laughs>
0: Bye guys. We'll talk to you next time.